you you heard um, in the introduction, I just want to thank you all. I thank um, your pastor, Eric, a friend of mine who I serve with on, I believe, our technical our, our newly formed Zoom tech uh, um, committee. I didn't even know it was a committee until like six months in, we were approving all of these church grants for, for um, getting us um, through COVID. And I thought we were just meeting monthly, but turns out it's an actual committee. Go Presbyterians, right? Um, and I bring you greetings here in uh, DC, Southwest DC. My church is about uh, um, four blocks from my house. So I get to walk to church when it was open. And um, my pastor there is uh, Reverend Bernice Parker Jones. What my bio did not share is that I am a mom of four. I have two older kids, 24 and almost 21 in about three weeks. She's already planning what she's going to do and where she's going to have her first legal drink um, in, in the city. Um, but I have very, I have two other, a 13 and 12 year old precocious middle schoolers who um, always like to uh, question their mother on current events, math, science, history, you name it, they have questions. And last year, my youngest, Elysia, was in the fifth grade and she had to do and she was taking earth science and she had to um, research all of the different natural disasters from hurricanes to um, floods to um, wildfire, wildfires. And I don't know what it was about fires that interest her and piqued her interest, but we went down this rabbit hole of natural forest fires. And so indulge me in a, for a few minutes as I share some fact findings, some interesting things that we found ab um, about wildfires last year. First of all, there is a such thing as wildfire season. Wildfire season starts in August and typically runs to the end of November. In 2020, there were over 50,000 wildfires that burned in excess of 8.8 .8 million acres of just natural wooded area, God creation, right? And, and scientists and uh, ecologists say that that was more acreage lost and the total number of acreage lost in the last 10 years in 2020 alone. So we already know that 2020 was a year, was also a year for natural wildfires, right? It just exceeded everyone's expectation. One ecologist said that people should start um, trying to live with the fires instead of trying to burn them out. Another ecologist said that people should start to fight fire with fire. Now that is the idiom that we use all the time, right? Fight fire with fire, we think that it's military. So I, I went to do a little digging and I found that fighting fire with fire is actually something that they do to stop forest fires. A controlled burn of a strip of forest will create a barrier to an oncoming forest fire as it will use up all the available fuel. So actually fighting fire with fire is a scientifically correct thing to do. And so because 
I love the Bible and I love, and I love to figure out how all of this connects spiritually. I'm like, why would God of creation want to put natural disasters in our way at the same time? Like, why would he create this world or she create this world that will have natural disasters in one place and people all cohabit co cohabitating in the same space? And I wonder if, you know, God is telling us, yes, I put the fire here, but I also gave you dominion over the earth. I gave you dominion over the earth to burn the fire out. I gave you dominion over the earth to have an idea for these problems in life, right? So today my text for this sermon, this sermon topic is firefighters. And I'm going to be asking you, and I want you to ask, this is the question I want you to ponder as I go into this message, is what fires are you willing to, to cast out? What fires are you willing to cast out? What fires are you willing to fight fire with fire? When we meet this man and his son in this verse, we find out that he feels that, this, the, that the boy is epileptic. But in all of the gospels that recount this story, they all call the boy's condition as demonic. I read earlier that it said that Jesus brought the boy the son, the, the father brought the, the boy to his feet and he cast out the demon. And so I was wondering like, what demons are we needing to cast out, right? And how come the disciples just could not do it? And it's interesting that if we go before a few, a few um, verses before we get to verse 14, Jesus has just had this transforming moment. He sent three of his, uh, you know, his top, his top favorite uh, disciples. They went up to the, to the mountain of transfiguration and we saw Jesus is all his glory and, um, and the three disciples were there to witness that. And yet they come down into the valley, back where the people and the people's problems and the, and the same disciples that saw his glory are not able to figure out why they can't cast the demons out. And so then Jesus goes in to answer, oh, you faithless and perverse generation. Now, let me tell you something. That is not a good thing. If anybody calls you faithless and perverse, just know that is not, that is not a compliment. In fact, it, we will call that a Holy Ghost cuss out. If you ever been, if, <laughs> that's what we're going to call it today right? And he was just like, look, you've been rocking with me. You've been, you've, you watched me do these, these miracles. We fed the 5,000. I've been healing people. And sometimes even in our relationship with Jesus, we still don't think that we have enough power. And I know at least a lot of you on this call have seen a mustard seed. You've seen it. I know my, my grandmother really wanted me to be a green thumb, I didn't, she loved flowers. She loved to plant in her garden. I had to help her every Tuesday and Saturday when I would go to her house. A mustard seed, if you drop it, you can't even see it on the ground. 
It is so small. And Jesus is saying that all you need is a faith of a mustard seed to cast, to move a mountain. And I'm trying to figure out how, and if that is the case, why are we so, 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 so focused on problems instead of the power within us to, to cast out the problem? Whatever your fire you're facing today, church, this text is a reminder. I'm talking to the people who have lost their faith. I'm talking to those that have read books and they, on their understanding of, of the things in this world that are, that are on fire. We have racism on fire. We have sexism, homophobia, all of, the, all of the fires. And then not to mention your own personal fires, fires in our marriages, in our relationships, in our, in our, the way we communicate with, with supposed loved ones, job loss, job insecurity. We live in this, in this season in a juxtaposition of good and bad, glory and struggle. There was glory on the, on the, on the mountaintop at transfiguration. But when they came back to the valley with the people and the man and his son, there was struggle. Glory and struggle always will coexist. And it is up to us as the people of God, as the disciples of Jesus Christ, to understand that our power relies in the Holy Spirit, our power to, to sustain and to fight these fires. It doesn't come with just reading a book. It doesn't just come with just reading and understanding the word of God. We have to apply these things with a power that only can be given to us by prayer and fasting. That is what verse 21 says. It doesn't, this power doesn't come cheap. It is a Holy Ghost power. It is a power that you have to get down on your knees and you have to start praying. You have to get down on your knees and remember the God of creation, the same God that brought you out of a situation a year ago, five years ago. We are sitting on, we are sitting on the, on the, on the outside of a pandemic. I don't even remember the total. I think I, I last checked the total of global deaths, not just U.S. deaths, was upward 4 million but you're still here. You are still here to do something with your time here. What is God calling you to do? What is God asking you to do? It is not to, about our pastors. Listen, I'm not a pastor, right? I am just a lay leader. I am speaking lay leader to lay leader, disciple to disciple. What is God asking you to do today? He's looking for firefighters that are willing to go into the fire and understand that when you go into the fire, you're not going to come out burnt. When God is, 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 is the focal point of your life, when you have a, a savior in Jesus Christ that died on the cross for you, you have the power to do above and beyond more than we can ask, think, or even understand. God is looking for firefighters that are willing to stand up to the, to the, to the wrongs of this, of this world, to stand up to the injustices of this world. 
You can't get this type of power at your local Walmart or Target. You can only get this power by being connected to the one that distributes the power of a, of a living God, the Holy Spirit. It is with the Holy, because here's the thing. Everything that we have and everything that we need, God has already given it to us. We are created, resourceful, and whole. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. We're looking for firefighters that are willing to go into battle and to fight for what is right. And understand that in our fight, that we're not fighting this, we're not fighting these things by ourselves. All you need is the faith of a mustard seed. He was talking to both the Jews and the Gentiles. He was talking to the scribes and the disciples. Both of them in some way had lost their faith. The word perverse in this context really means that it is twisted or turned from the proper direction. That's all it means. So, like, so don't get scared and be like, Jesus is calling them perverse, perverse in the way that they're going the wrong way. But every day that we wake up, we have an opportunity to go into the right direction. One of the things that uh, inspired me um, uh, to write my, my, my latest book that will be out later this fall was watching the young people's reaction to all that was happening last year watching my 24-year-old having to go to work up in Georgetown and go through protests and, and watching and, and just watching and listening to, to the young people in my house. And I thought to myself, I want to be on the right side of history. I want to be on the right side of history that when my grandchildren ask me, what, what were you doing in the summer of 2020? I don't want to say I was minding my business. I, I want to say that I was, I, I was making this country and this world better for their children. We're, we need firefighters, Chevy Chase. Are you willing to use the God-given talents that you have, to use your privilege in a way that will speak truth to power, to use the things that God is telling you to say but you're scared to say it for one reason or another. But if you don't say it, somebody is not gonna be led. I don't need you to be God. I just need you to lead people to Christ. L lead people to Christ in a way that, that Christ will do the transformation power that he did with you. We all have a story to tell. And the word of God says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. So share your stories, church. Share your stories with each other. Share your stories with the stranger. Find commonality in the things that make us human. And be the firefighter that God is asking you to be. Amen.